This month, U-Stop has partnered with the Lancaster Event Center. Stop by U-Stop and fill up every Tuesday to help us fuel our community. Welcome into the Leba Business Hour, sponsored by NATS Detasseling, highlighting local independent businesses in and around Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Leba President and CEO, Bud Seinhorst. Well, here we are. We're back for round two. Welcome to the Leba Business Hour. We want to thank our sponsor, Nats Detasseling. Earn cash, build character, Nats Detasseling. Learn more about Nats at notafraidtosweat.com. Our opening segment today, we've got Charlie Meyer from the Lincoln Salt Dog, sponsored by U-Stop. Earn points that spend like cash with the kickback card, which could get you snacks and even gas. Available at all 24 U-Stop locations here in the area. So uh, we're going to kick off today, Charlie. Uh, welcome to the Leba Business Hour. You're one of our first guests. So, thanks, but we're, we're going to break thanks the for streak. I guess I didn't realize this. We had Charlie Cologne last week. We got Charlie Meyer <laughs> this week. We're going to break it in our next segment, though. We're going to break the Charlie streak. So. Well, the Charlie and the baseball streak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you, you've got a, You've been consistent. You brought in a Hall of Famer and, and a community leader. Uh, yeah. Good luck following that. <laughs> well, we're going to keep pushing forward. So. Uh, I thought it'd be good. Um, you guys have been around for a long time now in Lincoln, Charlie. We were actually a long time ago in a former life of mine. We worked together when Haymarket Park was built and just kind of talk us through a little bit of the history of, of the Lincoln Salt Dogs. Well, it's pretty remarkable that it's, uh, you know, we're 23 years in operation and um, Jim Abel had a vision back in 1998 and like I've said it a number of times, I was either in the right meeting at the right time or the wrong <laughs> meeting at the wrong time with Jim. And Jim had the vision of bringing minor league baseball back to Lincoln. Um, the the uh, Sky Suite project was going on over at Memorial Stadium, and uh, the architect, uh, Stan Meredith with DLR Group, was very actively involved with a lot of major league teams, with the Yankees, the Reds, the Mariners, and Jim befriended him. And... He said hey, we should have a minor league baseball team in uh, downtown Lincoln, and that was kind of it. And all of a sudden, it started to all come together, and uh, the partnership with the university and the city, and we kind of created the, the cre- starting of the creation of the sports triangle. When you think about Memorial Stadium, Haymarket Park, and now Pinnacle Bank Arena, um, you are all all the major sport activities were right in downtown Lincoln. Yeah, that was. Uh quite a while i remember the opening game at haymarket park for multiple reasons because nebraska the first nebraska game there played unk where i had coached which was kind of cool uh but i was standing there uh in the outside the athletic department suite with bill Byrne, and we looked across the outfield and we saw the west stadium which at that time was our first big project and i said to bill i was like did you ever think after that that you'd be standing here? And he goes, I, I never imagined uh, what it could be. But that, that partnership, too, at that time was was pretty unique and different because we brought together Lincoln Professional Baseball in the private sector. We brought the university and the city of Lincoln all came together for one complex. And I don't think without the three coming together, I don't think we could have done what we did with Haymarket Park because – 
at the time, what was it about a thirty-six, thirty-seven million dollar facility? I think, um, and and that was just kind of unheard of in Lincoln, especially with what Husker baseball had had been for about a hundred years before <laughs> that, basically. So going from Buck to there was was quite a deal. So. Yeah, the the uh, the stars really aligned, and I, you know, when we started the whole project, uh, Dave Van Horn had just come on as the uh, the coach for the Huskers, and uh, you know they were qualifying in regionals and, and that type of thing at the buck and uh, i mean it was just it was how about the super regional at the buck? were you at the super it, regional yes. at the buck when we beat rice yep. <laughs> oh my gosh i never imagined i mean so as a kid in the 80s i would go to nebraska games and you could show up about two minutes before first pitch you could park right across the street on avery drive you could walk right in and i'd walk right under the, underneath the un, underneath the, 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 well, the stands stand. and stand right behind home plate <laughs> And then now I'm sitting here at the Super Regional. I'm like, damn, I work here and I can barely get in. So it was a good time. So talk about the evolution of the Lincoln Salt Dogs because you have done a really good job of bringing in players, bringing in coaches. You know, um, a lot of people were doubtful when we when we started when this venture started. Would professional baseball survive in Lincoln, Nebraska? And I think you've done a great job. Talk about how you made that happen. Well, thanks for uh, yeah. It's uh, it's really remarkable when you look back over the 23 years i mean when we first came into this i mean we're independent you know it's an independent professional baseball team uh i had a learning curve myself i mean i um i knew the community and that type of thing i was familiar with baseball but i didn't know all the backroom operations and logistics of all that and fortunately i brought tim utrip in from sioux city he'd been up at the sioux city franchise and he was willing to come to lincoln and uh partner with us and uh create what you see today in in the lincoln salt dogs our vision when we came out of the shoot um was it's family it's fun and it's affordable those are the three kind of what i would say pillars that we work with each and every each and every year when we're putting together the schedule and the 50 different shows that we're putting on uh, out at the ballpark um making sure that we're including families, we're including fun, and we're including affordability for people to come out and, and have a good time. And yeah, there's a lot of games when you talk about it. When, I, when initially when we started, we had 44 home games. Now we're up to 50 home games this summer. Um, but uh, the corporate community, um, you know, we're very blessed with the partnerships that we've created and established. I mean, we've got a lot of 22, 23 year sponsors that have been with us from day one. They believed in what we were trying to do. The partnership with the University of Nebraska, you know, having a facility that's being used from, you know, early March. Sometimes the weather's not the best for them and the Huskers. Um, I'm guessing but, they're on you about January 2nd. When can we get on the field, Charlie? Oh, absolutely. Right? You know, and there's, uh, you know, and all the different coaches that they've had from Erstad and now Will Bolt and, and uh, obviously Dave Van Horn and Mike Anderson. I mean, they're, they, um, they've had a great program there and, and it's been tough. I think it's been different for them, the adjustment from the big 12 to the big 10. Um, you know, I, I'm still, you know, I think they've got a chance to, we want to get back to those regionals and super regional days. Those were, those were magical at Haymarket park. Oh my and, gosh. And, I, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's great that the big 10 tournament and that type of things up in Omaha, but Haymarket park creates a, you know, an atmosphere that's really second to none in the country, in my opinion. I'm watching regional games and super regionals on TV, and, you know, I know if Nebraska was in those games, 
the place would be. Oh, the packed. house would be rocking. It would be rocking. Remember and when we used to have in a, uh, the, like the Texas series in the oh, Big yeah. 12? or I mean, the even Baylor, Creighton games. When, Creighton when Creighton would come to town yep. in the midweek, we'd have – Nine, I mean, 8,000. I mean, it was yep. packed. I yep. don't know where you could have put more people. No, you in couldn't. Episode, and, and that's, you know, and that's the um, the evolution of, of baseball in Lincoln. I mean, when we look back at in 2000, 2001, there wasn't a lot of baseball. You know, people, I mean, obviously they played at the Buck and that type of thing. But I think we've actually helped raise the level of baseball in this community with all the select teams and the different things that partnerships we have with the Junior Salt Dogs. Um, it's all been a kind of a planned vision as far as how do we get people incorporated in the game of baseball today we've got around 200 kids coming out for a, a clinic um, that we'll do with these what i would call kids that are underprivileged in the community an opportunity to come out and uh, be with the salt dogs and try to introduce them to the game and uh, you know haymarket park's a great venue whether you're winning six to one or losing six to one you got a great skyline you know the the view of downtown lincoln pinnacle bank arena memorial stadium i think is second to none in the country and a lot of people have come through the stadium i you know i'm pretty biased i think we've designed one of the most spectacular minor league uh collegiate fields in the country so oh, i i think we set the standard really yeah. uh, and now talk about you you have a level of expectation, and and you and I have talked about this several times over the years. You have a level of expectation when it comes to your coaches, your players, how they interact with the community and the kids. And, and I think talk about that a little bit because I think that's an important component of your engagement as the Lincoln Salt Dogs in the Lincoln community. Yeah, I mean each and every year, um, you know, around the first part of May, we're bringing in 25, 30 individuals. Um, some of them, you know, the carryover from year to year with the players is roughly, you know, maybe 20, 25 percent of the players. So you're talking five or six players that were here last year or back. But there's basically 20 some new people that are coming into, and we're introducing them to Lincoln. They've heard about Lincoln. They've heard about the facilities. But, you know, we have our host family program. We got great host, host families for all these players to stay at throughout the summer. Um, but our biggest thing is, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Whether we're winning 6-1 to one or we lose 6-1, we lose to one, you know, there's kids like last night's game. There was tons of kids there. And those guys were signing autographs. And I just said, guys, that might be the only time that kids ever come out to the ballpark. And make that experience a great experience for them. Whether we win or lose, it really doesn't matter, um, but our, you know, in a couple of weeks here, we'll be um, we'll be doing the uh, Homer's Heroes game. Uh, we started that way back in like 2001 or two, um, where these are kids, about 100 kids that are disabled, and they have their own league within the Junior Salt Dog League. But we play that we call it the All Star Game uh, or the World Series, how, however they want to term it. But the players play with those kids at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and. Um, probably the most touching thing from my standpoint, as far as us giving back, uh, talking with players, you know, they <laughs> getting home at 1130, 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, and then turn around, have to be at the ballpark at nine o'clock. They grumble in that, but 1130, when they walk away from that event, they just say, Hey, thanks for making me do this. They went from grumbling to happy, right? Yeah, <laughs> because they saw it. Hey, there's kids here that, um, I mean, it's a, from my standpoint, it's probably the one, one of the most touching things we do each and every summer. We got the Wells Fargo, you know, the Watchdogs um, 
with the Nest 529 kids running out to do the starting lineups and stand out there for the national anthem. And, you know, all those different things, those little touch points is what I guess I call them. Um, you know, throwing a T-shirt up into the stands. Uh, those, like, those little things create big things, uh, and it's about memories. And, I mean, what's really cool today is I have people come up to me at the games and said, I was here when I was a kid. And it was so fun. I got to run the bases or I got to, you know, there's, awesome. we've created memories for people. Yeah. And whether it's families or grandparents, you know, that's probably the most joy I get out of is seeing grandparents and, and families coming out and going to the ball games and, uh, you know, ho hopefully having a great experience. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. So I played junior salt dogs up until I was 10 years old. And I remember running out with the players to center field for standing for the national anthem and then having getting a ball side and having to run back into the dugout and then running the bases after it. So I, you got one right here that I, I remember doing that <laughs> up until I, I went to select it after 10 years old. But when I played junior saw dogs, it was, it was once a year we got to do that. And I thought it was the coolest thing because you never, at that age, you never get to be on that size of a field in that venue either. So it was super, super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, in, in those kind of things, you talk about building memories for kids. And um, obviously, I have a bit of a passion for baseball. But I remember when I first started playing Little League Baseball, it was in Casper, Wyoming. And they had a complex where all the Little League players played. And then they had the American Legion field because in Casper, you don't play spring baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just ain't happening. Yeah. But um, Mike Devereaux oh, wow. played in Casper. And I got to go watch Mike Devereaux. And so, I, you know, uh, we, we were kids. We'd get done with our game. We'd get our $1.25 at the concession stand that we got to pick. <laughs> and we'd go straight to those Legion games. And uh, one of my dad's friends, his son was friends with Devereaux. So we went and played, went and watched Mike Devereaux all the time. So then we moved to Lincoln. And I had a, a little Chiefs coach. It was a woman, actually, at the time when I was in fifth grade. And she called up one morning and says, hey, I got tickets to the College World Series. Let's go. So we go to the College World Series, and I'm watching Arizona State's playing. And on that team is Odeby McDowell, who ended up playing in the majors, and Mike Devereaux, who wow. ended up playing for the Orioles. A couple years later, let, a friend let, me, of mine, let me blow your mind, bud. Let me blow your mind. Charlie, I don't, I don't think you know the story. So when I got out of college, uh, there was a black all-star, a college baseball tour. And we would go from town to town to help recruiting and kind of getting the word out there that, hey, it's okay to be black and play baseball. Um, and select college players would travel, and some would go to different towns. But in uh, at that time, Barry Bonds was in the Pirates organization. They played in Alexandria, Virginia. They came to Alexandria, and they needed players. But they said, hey, we need for you to play on the all-star side. Let these folks play. Well, I was a center fielder in college, so I, you know, I, I had all the ego and arrogance that goes with that, right? <laughs> Except, and they said, well, I, I said, well, who's, who's the outfield? And he goes, oh, yeah, uh, just Devereaux and Ode B. McDowell. Uh, I said, so I guess I'm playing right field today. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Um, and then we ended up going on like a two-week – I went – with them for two weeks. And so I got to play in the outfield with wow. Devereaux and Odeby McDowell. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then I got to watch Devereaux play in the majors. Yep. So that was, I yeah. mean, mm -hmm. and the only other player that I ever got to see play at those different levels was Alex Gordon. And Alex, I watched Alex when he was playing Rebels ball when he was 10, mm -hmm. 11 years old. And I used to say he had a swing like George Brett. 
And some of those young kids were like, who's that guy? I'm like, you need to get out of my Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to go. you find out yeah. who George Brett yeah. is. You got to learn that. was my brother. He didn't like that very much. But, <laughs> oh, I mean, man. so, you know, getting to see Alex play, you know, rebel ball, high school ball, college at Nebraska because he, yep. he was at Nebraska. I, hit, I saw him hit one of the biggest bombs I've ever seen at Haymarket Park. The wind was blowing in about 15 from right field, and he hit it in the parking lot. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, and then get to see him play in the majors. Can, so. can I ask Charlie of, of of all the players that have come through the Salt Dogs? In your mind, what are the what are the biggest success stories? What are the ones that 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 when young folks come in and say, "Okay, what can I become from this?" What do you who comes to mind? Wow, let me think about that. I mean, it, you know the the players that have all come through, and you know we've had guys that get have gotten to the majors. Um, you know, Chris Jakubowskis, and I mean, I. You know, his, his situation was he was only here six or, six or seven games, I think is all. And his ERA was like .6. It was a great deal. You know, and then he ends up going and playing for the Mariners and the Orioles. And, and actually, I think it was with the Pirates. But he actually took a ball off his head, you know, a line drive off his head. And that basically what ended his career. Oh, uh, but, I mean, you know, that's – you know, we want to move guys through the system. That's really what we're all about, moving them out or the other side of it. The guys that are, I call it kind of the elevator side of it, is that they got injured and now they have to come back and hopefully try to make another run or know that, hey, this is this is my last stop and I'm just going to continue to play baseball here. Um, you know, Brian Warner, uh, probably one of our iconic players that we had, on, one of the first guys we signed. And, uh, you know, here he is. Um, comes here from California, um, marries his wife from Minnesota. They end up staying in Lincoln. He ends up uh, working for the uh, sheriff's department, and now he's a sergeant down at the UNL police. I mean, and here's a guy, and now his kids have gone through the system. He's got a son that's at at North Star. I think you're going to hear some, you know, hear his name. Brant will be. Brent Warner will be a great football player and probably a great baseball player for North Star and that type of thing. That's awesome. That's a, you know, there's a guy that never got back, but he was in Lincoln and he, and he believed in Lincoln and we kept him in Lincoln. Uh, You know, we've had a number of players that have come here and stayed. um, And it's a, you know, you talk about the Gordon family. I mean, you know, it was great, you know, when they were, when he was, his uh, brother was playing for us here and, uh, you know, his dad, fortunately, he would come out to the games and unfortunately he got sick and those were sad days, yeah. uh, but it was, it was cool. And, and Alex has always been one of my favorites. I mean, he's one yeah. of those, one of those low key, you, you wouldn't know he was as great a player yeah. as he really was. He's he, just a great dude. He's just humble and he's just, and he's giving, uh, he understands the big picture, um, you know, obviously he never played for the Salt Dogs, but his brother did, and it was fun yeah. to have him on the roster. I mean, there's been a lot of great players that have, you know, come through that I think give back to the community and understand the whole what we're trying to accomplish. I mean, our biggest thing is have fun for the people, have some entertainment value for yeah. the summer months. Yeah. Um, you know, whether 
it's fireworks or it's Wiener Wednesdays or Thirsty Thursdays. You know, I'm pretty on... sure my daughter is going to drag me to Taylor <laughs> Swift night. Thank you for that email, Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that be, to, that'll be I a said li- that to my wife, and I go, I guess I know who's going to that game with me. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's several conversations <laughs> around yeah, about what what are we doing if I I'm catch you. I'm guessing my daughter's going to have a Taylor Swift jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Just do not get caught on camera on the big screen singing. Along. Like That's just a thing. I'll just be sitting there like this while my daughter's dancing <laughs> on the big screen and singing. So. <sighs> but yeah. talk about some of the promotions. I mean, as we kind of finish up our segment here, Charlie Meyer from the Lincoln Salt Dogs. Talk about some of kind of your promotions, and you know I love the the affordable concept, and you know fifty home games is a lot, yep. um, especially if you want to have season tickets, but you have some different packages. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean you know really the the bread and butter of our business is basically group nights. You know people coming out to the ballpark, and whether it's companies or churches and those types of things. I mean that's that's really what's what makes the the operation really work. I've I love my season ticket holders. I love my corporate sponsors and that type of thing. I mean, that's another segment that makes this all work. But, you know, the promotions, like, you know, tonight's a mini bat, mini bat giveaway by a surety. Um, you know, we've got a volleyball night coming up with Emeritus. We're actually giving a volleyball, and we'll have some Husker volleyball players that will be coming out uh, to the ball game that night. We've got a jersey giveaway. I mean, all those giveaways on Souvenir Saturdays, that's, you know, that's just a – an added bonus is what I yeah. look at it. And it's a partnership. It gives us a marketing arm for the different partners we have. Um, but again, you know, the affordability of it is really what it's all about, you know, coming out, um, you know, whether it's family fun day on Sundays, you know, for $15, they can get a hot dog chips and a soda and a ticket to the game, you know, come out on Sunday afternoons and, and enjoy a game in the afternoon. But the Wiener Wednesdays, you know, we got, Triple Play Tuesdays where people, you know, again, trying to give back to the community with the food bank, bring out some three non-perishable items, get a ticket to the game. You know, it's just another opportunity for us to give back. And like last night was a city library night. You know, our players will be now later this month going through all the city libraries, reading to the kids and getting them into their summer reading program. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for us to connect with the community. And, you know, the promotions, um, you know, we we want to have fun, and it's the between any promotions, whether it's the, you know, Black Hills Energy Energy Race and seeing the kids <laughs> wipe out on the whether they're the stove or the the water heater, whatever the case may be. But it, again, we just want people to come out, have fun, and it's it's fun to watch people walk in and be able to sign up to do the between any type things. And you brought up the Taylor Swift, um, you know, the Swifty night. We're going to be the Swift Dogs that night, and. So that'll be kind of a fun, different thing. Uh, I think DP, those guys will be it's out doing It's on a doing, Friday night, I think, DP. And, it, so. and it's the Friday night, I think, that DP comes out and does a little BP with us. Yeah. So, so that's Can we get DP a Swifty jersey? Yeah. I just want a Swift dog jersey. And I yeah, want to yeah, yeah. What I know, and a what, dog what I know is how difficult it is for Charlie to get a 3X anything. <laughs> so, I, so I'm going to rely. Of course he'll break trend for that night and that jersey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We'll be here on Tuesday. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like, walk it in the door. Walk it in the door. <laughs> so Awesome. Well, Charlie Meyer, Lincoln Salt Dogs, thanks for joining us uh, today to talk a little bit about the Lincoln Salt Dogs. Appreciate all that you do in the community. Uh, what, give us your website so people want to get on and, and buy tickets. Uh, they can get on there and do it. It's just saltdogs.com. Pretty simple. And just, you know, people go out and look at saltdogs.com. I can't even talk. And, uh, well, uh, 
they can get tickets and see all the upcoming promotions and different things that we got going on here. And so, I mean, it's thank you, bud, for having me. I, this is a, a great uh, opportunity for us to continue to spread the word about Salt Dog Baseball. And uh, we're very blessed to be in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's all I'm going to say. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Charlie. Thanks for all you do. We'll be back here in just a minute on 93.7 The Ticket.